Hello, everyone. God bless you, and welcome today to More Than Conquerors program. We are delighted to be here with you and share some more good stuff. <laughs> we are for a fact. And, you know, we've been talking about spiritual authority for a yes, while, and don't right. let that scare you off. But right. uh, if we're going to live on planet Earth That's victoriously, right. yes. not just barely getting by, but victoriously, the church is going to have to learn how to use spiritual authority. 24-7. And that's what we want to talk to you about today. So join us in just a moment. So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. talk to you about some wonderful things here that we feel like will help the church wake up. Yes, ma'am. Because we've got to wake up. You know, the world uh, lauds themselves about being woke. But uh, say, we need to wake the woke people. <laughs> we, we need to awaken, as the Bible says, awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. And so in order for us to do that, and all of us together, I mean, we're not saying that because we've got a handle on the you know, corner on the market, but it beca it's because as a Christian, we should always be growing. The Bible talks about us going from faith to faith, glory to glory, learning line upon line, precept upon precept, that you're always building. You're always building. Absolutely. And you're never staying where you are. Uh, I, I love the analogy that Christianity, serving the Lord Jesus, uh being a Christian is like a Mack truck going uphill with no brakes. <laughs> you don't want to stop. You don't want to take your foot off the accelerator. And that's what the local church, pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers are all there for us to help the church grow. As the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4, that we're to grow to a perfect adult, mature right. Christian. Absolutely. And we really do have a corner on the market. Yes. Well, that's not mean you and I. Because I'm, this yeah. is it. That's it. This is the corner. Exactly. And uh, if you'll get in this, uh, it'll put you way ahead of the curve. It sure and, will. And uh, it'll cause you to win. And Gives win every time. Chance. Win every time. You know, back in, oh my goodness, in the 60s, whenever uh, uh, the Lord was really getting me into the what we're calling the word of faith, uh, to me, it's just believing the Bible. Right. But when I when I was a teenager, when I was 16, and, and I was a youth leader, and God was really talking to me about believing. And I was in a good church, a good charismatic church. Right. And they believed the typical normal church things of, of a Pentecostal, a charismatic church. Uh -huh. uh, but, you know, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't what we're dealing with now. It was more of a, well, if God wants to, he can. Maybe God will. Maybe God will. You never know what God's going right. to do. And, Maybe God makes you sick. Maybe he doesn't. He could heal you if he wanted to. We don't know if he wants to or not. And maybe he's putting that on you to teach you a lesson. You know, it was that kind of a thing. Sure. And when God started showing me that wasn't true, that it was always God's promises are yea and amen. Yes. And that God wants to do these things for They're us. Very absolute. And, and I was just digging this out by myself. You and I were talking oh, a couple of weeks ago, driving to a meeting. We, we were just 
We, you and Dean and Jackie and I, when yes. we first started this thing, we dug it out for ourselves. We yeah, didn't have really. mentors that would just take us by the hand. We were no, digging, right. saying, "There's got to be more than this," you know. Well, and we just got, we really just got little bits of truth and yeah. ran with it. You know? uh, and we did. I mean, we had we had like two cassette tapes that somebody had pre- we just yeah. loved sure, sure. and found out about. And I wrote those cassette tapes out. Fast forward a little cassette player, but rewind everything just to get and wrote it out, wrote it out in longhand, every word that that minister was saying, because I was so hungry. And that's all we had. And, you know, back then it was just and we couldn't afford to buy anything else, (laughs) you know, and those were given to us. So when you talk about digging it out, I mean, you learn you and Jackie learned digging it out, going to Mexico. I mean, you had to prove it. You You had to prove it. You know, driving to a meeting here several weeks ago, you and I were driving to another state. And it wasn't too far for the meeting. It was only like three hours or something. Yeah. Uh, but I bet we talked hard and fast yeah. for an hour and a half, right. just the two of us, without stopping while I'm, while I'm driving, <laughs> about, the, about this very subject. No, that's right. And talking about how when you and Dean started right. way back in the 60s, when Jackie and I started back in the 60s, right. and when we started, uh, knew that God had called us to the ministry and knew we were going right. to do this the rest of our lives and knew you know, we just gotten married and we're just having wow. babies and and uh, it's over we, fifty we years had, ago. We had no money. Yeah, you know, we, no you know, money. The only rule we knew about what word of faith right. uh, was the fact that we weren't going to ask anybody for a place to preach, <laughs> and Number we weren't going to tell anybody our needs. needs. That's and right. so that that pretty well eliminated talking to people about <laughs> uh, you know needs. You yeah, can't, a you lot can't, of unnecessary conversation you when you don't complain. <laughs> You can't hint. Right. You can't you know, hint. You can't come down to the, you can't be off the young man that came down the front of the church and knelt down at the altar next to the richest guy in church and start <laughs> praying out loud. Say, oh God, I need some new shirts, preferably arrow size 50 and a half. You know, that's, that's, that's not really, uh, uh, no, that's, that's not, not really faith. operating in faith. No. Uh, like the old missionary said to me one time, he, he said, uh, he said, Terry, he said, you know, there used to be a young man they would show up ever at my house every meal. So he'd show up at breakfast, and then he'd show up at lunch, and he'd show up at dinner, and he'd oh do that goodness. every day. And he said he always talked about living by faith. <laughs> and he said one day he was telling me, "I'll tell you, this life well, of faith is really great." And wow. He said I looked at him and I said, "Yes, son." He said, uh, "My stake and your faith make a great combination." <laughs> but uh, but you know when we were starting, we and we talked that. about this hard and fast yeah. on that trip the other day, just how that you and Dean dug it out, dug it out with no help. Jackie and I dug it out right. with no help. Not right. only did we not have any help, Renee, we had hindrances. No, right. We had dear precious Christians, exactly. uh, and dear precious relatives that were Christians that exactly. tried to talk us out of it. Yes. And tell them that yes. that's not right. Where did you get that? Who do you right. think you are? What do you mean? Right. What do you mean you think you can talk like God? Who, who you know? And uh, and yet we had these little kids, and, and we didn't yeah. have money from anywhere. Sick little kids. And so uh, hungry little kids. People would tell us that it just doesn't work. That's not right. Where did you? That. What do you? What uh, makes you think that? And so I remember one time I was sitting in church, and, and uh, pastor uh, had had picked on me several times. And I love my pastor; never talked bad about my pastors. And my pastors were Jackie's uh, uh, aunt and, and uncle. uncle. Yeah. And so we loved them as family members, but then we loved them as our pastors. Right. But once I started, God showed me, started showing me some things in quote the Word of Faith. <laughs> uh, then they started not liking what I was believing anymore. Yeah. And Terry sort of was the threatens the status quo. Terry was the fair haired boy that everybody right. loved around church right. and everybody got right. in trouble and never did anything wrong. And 
and you could depend on oh, Terry, you know, Jesus. and I had my own key to the church. I'd open it up, turn on the air conditioner, turn on the lights, lock it up, turn off the air conditioner, turn off the lights. And, and all of a sudden, Terry went to being a weird religious nut as far as they were concerned. <laughs> right, right. Because I was watching what I was saying. Jackie and I were watching our confessions. We weren't, we weren't saying I'm sick. We weren't saying right. I'm, I'm dying to go there. We weren't saying I can't afford it. We weren't saying poor old me. We, we were watching our mouth no, to make right. our mouth line up with the word of God. Yeah, and, um, and when your nose is running and you're believing God for healing, and then somebody comes along and says to you, oh, you've got a cold, <laughs> we had to say, well, I know want that's you what to it say, looks like, but I'm catching a healing. But they want yeah. you to say, oh, yeah, I feel so bad. Because yeah, right. that's how they talk. Right. And so they want you to be like them. You know, misery loves company. Yeah. But it would literally make them mad. I mean, angry. It's true. Whenever somebody would put sickness on us or tell us, hey, you're, uh, I remember one time we were at one of the grandma's house or aunt's house or somebody, and they said, oh, Terry, I hate to tell you this, but, but uh, Leanne, your, your, your babies were, were playing with some of the cousins, uh, and, and they've got the, whatever, the hooping cough, the chicken pox, the, right. I don't know what, and so, you know, now your kid's going to get it too. So now I've got to say something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just saying, oh, my God, I'm so sorry I let that. I said, no, no. I said that's okay. I said, we don't get sick. My kids don't get chicken pox. My kids don't get sick. You know, and then here they go. Who do you think you are? You think you're better than everybody? No, we don't think we're better than everybody. We're just trying to take this word and make it work. Exactly. And so I remember one young lady who used to be in my youth group. And after Jackie and I were married, uh, and uh, I think we'd even been in the Army and back out of the Army now, just about to go into Mexico. And the doorbell rang one day, and I went to the door. There was this young woman that used to be in my youth group. And uh, I said, well, hi, Judy. How are you? Come on in. And she, she just walked in the front door, uh, and she just put her hand up like this, and she said, yay, yay, nay, nay. I said, what? She said, yay, yay, nay, nay. I said, what are you talking about? She said, well, I hear over at your house you can't say anything, but you let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. And I just laughed. I said, well, I, I hope I'm not that bad. But I said, we're trying to make something work. We're trying to oh, make right. this work, work for us. You know, we're, well, we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're digging it out. Yeah, we had to be almost brutal in some situations because we were so committed, and as we are now, uh, to not transgress with our mouth something that we knew God said the exact opposite oh, yeah. about. And that when His promises are yea and yes, amen, yes. His promises are true. They are the absolute. There's no maybe so with yeah, God. Yeah, there is, as uh, James said, there is no shadow of variableness no of change you know of there's there's no shadow with god it's just the truth and it was so against pentecostal religious charismatic baptist no matter what it was because everybody said if you got sick or if you had a trial or test or you lost your job it was either god trying to teach you something mm-hmm. or you must have sinned or what did you do? You must be out of the you will of the God. Door somewhere. You've opened the door somewhere to let the devil in. And sometimes that can happen. Sure. You know, but yeah. Or just mean old God just trying yeah. to teach you a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not, a, it's not always that way. And we found out that the promises of God, just Psalm 91 alone, that we dwell in the secret place of the yes, most high, yes. you know, and then you begin to look at the covenant of Isaiah 53 that Jesus took all of that as our substitute so that we wouldn't have to have it. Well, in the covenant of Genesis 12, in the covenant of Genesis 17, exactly. God said, God said, Abraham, I'm going to cut a blood covenant with you, and I'm going to be your God, and I'll fight your battles Hallelujah. for you. 
you know, he said, and this covenant will be, he didn't say this, he didn't yeah. say, hey, Abraham, I'm going to give you a three-month covenant. <laughs> it, this, this expires in August yeah, now. No, right, no, right. He didn't say, hey, Abraham, I'm going to give you a covenant that's wow. going to work till you die. No, no, he said, this covenant is for you, you and for your seed after you and their seed after them in their generation. Yes. That just pulled my chain. And I mean, whenever I saw that, I said, this covenant's still good to me. Have you ever looked down the barrel of a gun? Have you ever looked into a killer's eyes on the other side of that gun that says, I'm going to kill you? I've done it not only once, I've been shot at a number of times in a number of places around the world, and every time God has miraculously saved my life. And uh, in my old book, my original book, 40 years old now, uh, called More Than Conquerors, there's a story in there called Hitchhiker, the very first chapter, that you ought to read, you ought to get in the hands of your teenagers, anybody else that's going out in the world and, and there's a possibility of uh, being in harm's way. And uh, God saved my life, He saved lots of people's lives because of it. And uh, we want to give it to you, click on the link below, we'll send it to you for free, and it'll be a blessing to you, More Than Conquerors. But Psalms 138, verse 2, uh, says this, uh, I will worship toward thy holy temple, Praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. When I was a teenager, God gave me that scripture. And he said, I have magnified my word. I put my word even higher than my name. For me to, for me to break my word, for me to lie, I'd have to become a liar and break my, knee, my name. I'd have to bow my knee to Satan because he's the father of lies. I will not break my word. And that gave this teenager an unshakable confidence in the power of God that God will never lie, never break his word, that if I can find it in this book, I can make it happen. I can take it to the bank. And that's what happened when I've been shot at and threatened and all those kind of things. I've gone back to the fact that no, God's put his word even higher than his name. I can trust his word. And when I've done that, God's blessed me, helped me, saved me, and he'll do the same for you. That same covenant God gave Abraham, this is oh, my generation. God said it's still active and still alive and still good for me. No, that's right. And it's, and, and what it was doing, cause we were all in our early twenties when it, middle twenties, when all this was taking place, we had children. They were, uh, you know, would try to be sick like all the other kids. Sure. The, we had a, to feed a family. We had to believe God for a car. We had to believe God for a place to, to live. Gas to put in the car. Gas to put in the car, <laughs> food in the, in the pantry. All of these things without being beggars, being poor mouth, like, as we used to say years ago, you know, like every other preacher and, was. And we talked prosperous. Yes, we did. And we dressed as prosperous as we could. We, we I mean, we kept our babies we clean. Could. We kept our babies just, clean. Just, and we kept everybody looking healthy. Because we knew you couldn't confess the word one right, way, right. but yet act the other. And act the other way. So there was you a... You couldn't be confessing healing and say, boy, I'm sure I'm sick. No, you there know, was you, a rigidity you've to, to it. You've got to have an agreement. Yeah, there was a rigidity to it. There was a standard yes. that we had to come up to, that <laughs> we no longer could say with our mouth one thing and then... And then live another way. Everything had to match. And it wasn't based on some religiosity no. or game. Thank God. Or it was, on the it was based on the fact that well, we know this stuff works. Yeah. We know for a fact this works. We've got to figure out how 
to make it work in our life. No, that's right. And, and so that's we, that's what you and I out. were talking about the other day driving along. That yes. how you and Dean, Jackie, and I would literally make this stuff. We grit our teeth and make it. I mean, one time sitting in church, pastor, your know, pastor would just preach on me every now and then. I mean, use me <laughs> for a bad example. Yeah. <laughs> I've been used for good examples. I've been used for bad examples. But every now and then, pastor would just call me by name and say, yeah. and, and so that they, pastor said, uh, well, Brother Terry's sitting here today, and Terry just believes victory, victory, victory all the time, don't you? And I thought, well, what am I going to say to that? And I said, well, sure, amen. Victor, That's Victor, right. Victor. That's next, right. next Sunday at church, and he said, well, pa- uh, Terry's here today, and Terry just please, give me, give me, you say, give me, give me, give me, and God will give you Cadillac. And I just said, I said, say it again. I, I agree with that. <laughs> you know, what am I, so go- yes. I going to say? I mean, you've got to, you've got to say they something kind of according to the word of God. You've yeah. got to maintain your faith. And the next time I came to town right now, I was driving the Cadillac that the Lord gave us. Yeah, somebody giving you that That car. messed everybody up. And you then know, I gave it away later. Yeah, you know, that's the lifestyle uh, of the Word of but God. We were trying it's so sowing seeds. Hard. Lord said to me one time, well, Jackie and I, you know, <laughs> watch each other's confession. And we said, one day I said something to the Lord about, I said, I'm really, I'm really watching what I'm saying. I'm really, I'm really watching my confession. Right, right. Uh, and the Lord said, if you're having to watch it, you had not got it yet. That's true. <laughs> I thought, oh, man. No. Burner, you know, if, well, if you're having to watch it, you had not got it yet. Okay, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this it's like before it comes out of my spirit, not out of my head. I'm not just going to think in my head, make a good confession, make a good confession. No, no right. it's going to be right. out of my spirit. Yeah, and it comes, out of, it comes out of a confidence that you know the Word is true. And we memorize verses of Scripture, I mean, deliberately over and over and over again. And, and it's like Dean, my first husband has gone to be with the Lord, said, um, you know, he, he said, I, I basically had to shut up for three weeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He said, because... Best you don't say anything, than say the wrong thing. Yeah, because he was famous for saying, he said his, his favorite things was good grief. Mm-hmm. Well, there's nothing good about grief. Mm-hmm. And then he would say, that that's just, you know, I'm I'm just starving. I'm dying. You mm-hmm. know, something like Starting that. Starving to death. Or I'm dying to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he would he would say all of these little little cliche things. And he said, "Or oh, that just makes me sick." Mm-hmm. And he said, "I had Same to stop here. saying all of those things." I always had a smart mouth, you know, and a quick mouth as a Texas teenager. Shocking. And, and I had to just really get on top of that and just no, say, that's right. "Shut your mouth, boy!" Until you get something good to say. No, that's right. And, and that's not being religious. It's not no. being in bondage Way to some law food at all. That. It's just that, hey, this is what works. So I'm going right. to make myself make it work. That's so right. when I learned to be a pilot. I didn't just do things out of well, religiosity or out of some law. I said, no, no, here's the, here's the manual, and here's the instructor telling me how to fly. I got to do it their way. No, I think on the, you're right. And on the program, just I think just before this one, we were talking about how important it is to really uh, do these things from the heart, guarding yes, your heart, to not let uh, your personality. The Proverbs four says, "Guard your heart, guard for out heart. of it come the issues of life." That's right. To not let your personality rule, but that your real heart of the born again child of God begin to lead and guide you. And and there were several scriptures I just wanted to give real quickly, and y'all sure. can go look those up yourself, but over um, in uh, Philippians chapter 2, where, and a lot of you are, might be familiar with this, it, this scripture in the King James Bible, it says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And the Amplified, though, really Amplified Bible classic 
really gives you some vocabulary to help you break that down because of the fact that God is, lives in us. He's always at work trying to get us conform, he says, to a real mature person, which was where we were talking about earlier over there in uh, Ephesians chapter 4, talking about that when Jesus returned to heaven, it says that he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God and he gave gifts unto men, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Well, Jesus thought it was a good idea yes. to put those in the church. Right. Isn't that amazing? That Jesus amazing. thought that up. Jesus thought, hey, you know what the church needs? The church needs leadership. <laughs> apostles, prophets, right. evangelists, pastors, and teachers. That's right. And so he set them in the church. That wasn't somebody else's idea. No. It wasn't the church board's idea. No, it wasn't that's the preacher's right. idea. That's right. Jesus knew that. And, and the purpose, he tells us, was to perfect the body of, of the Christ, saints. bring them into yes. a perfect statue, bring them into a perfect man. Bring, right. When we say perfect, we just mean one that whose heart's right toward God, not you don't ever make a mistake. Well, and, and, and if you read that, like Terry is saying there in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 12, 13, and 14, the purpose of having uh, leadership in the body of Christ, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, that you hear, minister, lead you, guide you, give you information, so nobody's left to having to reinvent the wheel per person every single time. And the and verse 14 to says, the work of the ministry. Yeah, so that you can do the work of the ministry and you might develop to a mature Christian so that you are no longer children tossed to and fro by the slight and cunning of men's craftiness, he said, or by every wind of doctrine, mm -hmm. every wave, every catastrophe, yes, yes. every trauma in life. You're not blown off the foundation of the Word of God. And then over in Philippians chapter 2, real quickly here, in the Amplified Bible, the the explanation of working out your own salvation. And that, again, lets us know, Terry, this is not just a cloned mm -hmm, group right. of people. The beautiful thing about Christianity is personal autonomy, that God wants us to stay individuals, yes, he, yes. but he wants us to submit it all to him. Yes. But it says here to work out your own salvation, but the Amplified Bible says with awe, with reverence, with trembling, with self-distrust, with serious caution, tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation, timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. So there was an awe and a reverence on us yes. to please God, yes. to not do it the way we had been doing it because that wasn't working. Right. And we weren't seeing results, right. and we didn't want to be beggars, right. and we didn't want to be unfaithful and unbelieving, and we had to learn faith. Yes, so we, we had to handle it. We There was such an awe on us of we cannot displease God. We cannot displease God. And the hope of all this is in this, is in verse 13, he says, Now not in your own strength. For it is God who is all the while at work in you, both to will and to do his good pleasure. So we knew that God was working with us to help us, but yet we were having to be responsible to discipline our mouth, our thoughts, <laughs> and get our eyes and our ears into the Word of God. Absolutely, Renee. You know, we, we just, on that trip the other day, we just kept talking hard, hard, hard and heavy it was like about, we were testifying to about each how other. we had, had yes. to dig this out without help without instruction without people leading us by the hand that's right and, and how we you know believed our kids would do the same thing and pass us i mean we we passed our <laughs> parents up 
you know, and uh, because we just were so excited all the time That's about right. about the word and yeah. how it worked. And, and when, it's you, what we when call you and Dean, for the word of God. Every time you and Dean and Jake and I get together, we just we just talk nonstop. Until <laughs> two and three the, o'clock in the morning, we couldn't stop talking about the word of because God because it's just like, well, look what I found in the word. Hey, have you seen this in the word? Hey, this is yeah. It's not that we were trying to one up each other. No, right. But we were just so excited about look what we found. Look, who knew this was in the Bible? It's been yeah. there for hundreds and hundreds of years, but. How come nobody trying, taught us that? I was I was pouring through the book of Proverbs and everything, every scripture, New Testament, Old Testament, to find scriptures on how to raise my children, of course. how to how to of manage course. a home, how to be a wife, how to be a leader. Well, that's what you how to live that's by what, faith. That's what these folks need. Yes. You weren't you weren't searching Daniel's seventy weeks or Ezekiel's <laughs> wheel within a wheel or, yeah, the, right. or the four and trying 20, to figure out who the Antichrist you was. Know, Blackbirds baked in a pie, or the, yeah. the elders at the horns of the altar in the book of Revelation with the eyeballs and the horns and the wings. That's interesting and, stuff. That's all good. That's all great. Yeah. It's all fun to study. But what you, most people need is what I call the five basic needs of man. Exactly. You, know, you need a roof over your head, right. clothes on your back, food on your table, take care of your family, and have a healthy body. Because if any one of those five things get messed up, you're in trouble. No, that's exactly right. And those were the basic things that we were just yeah, trying to find out. Yeah, as a young mother, as a husband and father. I was trying to figure out how to discipline my children, how to train my children, how to how to get the peace in our home. And yet when the pressure was so strong to just freak out because sure. you don't know where the next meal's coming from exactly. or there's only $15 in the bank account and the rent's due. You know, I mean, we were really uh, trying to figure out, okay, don't get an unbelief. Don't sow anything dumb out of your mouth. Don't let the pressure get to you. Keep your joy level up. Go back and check up. You're doing everything right. Yeah. I mean, it was like it was like you it was like you, you know, learning to fly a plane and, you know, put your foot on this and put your hand on that and pull that switch. I mean, it was like it was like you had to keep yourself in a very narrow place to stay focused well, in faith on the objective. Well, like years ago, I taught a message. I've taught it all over the world. Five five ways to keep the he- windows of heaven open or closed, your right. choice. Right. Because there's things you do That's to make exactly that window right. open and bless you. And there's things That's you do right. to get that window shut where it's like, oh, wait, how come there, you know, what's going on? No. And so you go back there and check up. Am I, am I talking right? Is my heart right? right? Am I forgiving my wife? Am I, am, you know, am I paying my tithes? Am I, exactly. am I, am I planting seed? Because if I'm not planting seed, I'm not going to get a harvest. Right. Yeah, well, our time's gone. And, who knew? And everything, everything is about in the middle of it all while you're trying to do all of these things. Keep your heart right. Yes, ma'am. Keep your heart right. Don't let anything because come out of your mouth. Don't lose your temper. Don't get in fear. I mean, it was a self-discipline. And Terry, it has gotten easier through the years. It has gotten easier, but the principles principles and the guidelines are still the same. Same scriptures. Same Same scriptures. (laughs) It's not something that you quit doing Mm -hmm. because you arrived. Mm -hmm. Well, as you said, our time is gone. This is hard to believe. It really is. I've got some more to say. Terry's got some good stuff on a series he calls How to Live Stable and Unstable Times, Man's Five Basic Needs. All of these different things are available to you. And in the meantime, we're praying for you, believing God for you. And we say together, you are more, more than, than conquerors. Bye-bye. See you next time. Hello, everybody. Renee and I just want to remind you that the greatest miracle of all time and the only eternal miracle is salvation. 
You know, Christians say sometimes, hey, if you get saved, you live forever. Well, I've got news for you. You're going to live forever anyway, somewhere, either in hell without God for eternity or in heaven with God for eternity. So uh, we don't want to leave without giving you an opportunity to, to give your life to Jesus, to accept him as your personal savior. The Bible says that we'll confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and called Jesus our Lord, ask forgiveness for our sins, we will be saved. It even says if you'll call on the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. So uh, let's just do that right now. Pray this prayer after me. Father God, I come before you today to accept Jesus. I believe in my heart Jesus is the Son of God. I call on you today according to your word. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Make me a new creature. Thank you, Lord, for saving me, and I'll serve you the rest of my days in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, the Bible says you're saved, you're born again. So write us, let us know, tell somebody that you prayed with Terry and Renee and that you gave your heart to Jesus. We love you. God bless you.